Hello and welcome to this week's Next Sense Institute podcast. My name's Trudy Smith and I am your host for today. We're continuing our series for Hearing Awareness Week and talking to families about the importance of family-centered early intervention and where informed choice fits within that. And really excited to have Adam with us today to talk about the, the journey that he, his daughter Anya and their family's been on. So welcome, Adam. Thanks for being with us. We'll get started by if you could just tell us a little bit about you and your family, please. Sure thing. Hey, Trudy. Um, so our family is currently made up of my, myself, uh, Lucy, my partner, uh, Anya, and uh, just recently a, a little five-month-old uh, called Lachlan as well. So, Welcome, Lachlan. Yes. Your life is very busy then. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. And we're here predominantly to talk about the journey that you've been on with Anya. Did your, you, your family have any personal history of people with hearing loss before Anya was born? Absolutely not. Uh, so the, the, my family has, uh, we've, all, we've all had hearing um, throughout, throughout our entire family. Uh, we looked at our family history and there's, there's never been any um, indicators of, of hearing loss um, prior, to, prior to Anya being born. Um, so yeah, it's very, very new to us. Mm, I can imagine. So what advice and support did you receive when Anya was diagnosed with hearing loss? Uh, yeah, it was interesting. Uh, this, when she was born, uh, we went through the, I guess, the, the now standard uh, swish test um, to her first, first identify that she did have a, a challenge there. Um, and uh, we got that notification. And from about a month, month after that, we ended up getting a more official uh, diagnosis and from there uh, we we got given a lot of paperwork um, a, a lot of printouts a lot of photocopies and a lot of written notes um, with phone numbers and emails of, of people who we could talk to um, we also uh, got in contact with uh, somebody from Australian hearing as well um, to help us on that journey um, in terms of advice, it was, I think, I think initially when we got the diagnosis, um, the first bit of advice was basically to go get another test and then go get another test. Um, we didn't actually get a decision or we didn't actually think about a decision for, for Anya until probably about when she was about nine months old. So from, from diagnosis to sort of a plan um, was probably, yeah, probably about six or seven months. Um, yeah. Okay. And, and you made the decision to use Auslan. Yes. Can you tell yes. us a little bit about what that journey has been like and what informed that decision and, and, and how that's been for you? Yeah. So uh, when, when Anya was diagnosed, she uh, the the diagnosis once we did the further tests was that uh, she would be profoundly deaf in uh, bilaterally, uh, and so there was two decisions actually we we ended up making. Uh, the the first one was the the implant of uh, cochlears, and the the understanding was that that was going to be a fifty fifty uh, chance of success for Anya, um, but. Even prior to that decision, uh, I'd already decided myself that I wanted to um, 
use Auslan to communicate with her. Mm -hmm. And so the decision, the decision was actually quite easy, easy uh, to, to decide to do that. Um, yeah, I think, I think the, that decision of sort of going into this sort of bilingual um, world was, uh, was really easy for me. And in my head, my, my justification was that I wanted to give, I wanted to give Anya both, both options, um, access to, uh, because she, she qualified, access to a hearing world, but also uh, access to um, sign language as well. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy that I, that I made that decision because uh, as it turns out, her primary method of communication is Auslan. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's very interesting. We we have we have days where we're Auslan only, and we have days where we're Auslan and talking. Um, it's it's even it's even better when when we're in a in a busy shopping center or something <laughs> like that. So helpful. <laughs> yeah, because we can we can we can sign to each other and talk without having to shout at each other, which is very nice. Yeah. You can tell so, her to drop yeah. that chocolate from across a shopping centre. It's very useful. <laughs> as, as, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's great. And, and so where did you learn? You and your family learn sign language. Yeah, learning. So I think learning uh, for, for us was one of the hardest things to get, get access to um, when we started. Um, at the time, um, this was also around the time when the the NDIS was coming in and the better start at the time funding was going out. Yeah. And so uh, getting, getting access to the funding was a little bit tough, um, but it was just through perseverance and extra documentation. Um, in terms of learning it, I, I actually started with an app on my phone, mm -hmm. um, which was an Auslan app and also on the computer. Uh, so I looked up, the Auslan dictionary online yep. and just, just started with some basic words. Mm -hmm. um, other things that I used uh, was also actually, I, I jumped on the, um, uh, the website for the RODBC now, now next sense um, and found a, a number of links to some YouTube videos and things like that uh, showing kids um, signing. And that was just, like really beautiful, not only beautiful to watch, but also educational as well. Yep. And and that actually helped with things like um, rainbow and colours and birds and dogs and cats and and all of those kinds of things. And so my learning was, uh, in some ways, I always felt like I was only a week ahead of my daughter. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was through not only repetition myself so self-taught initially but also then talking to uh then also uh signing to Anya and, and helping her make the link um the other thing I did is I found out about some courses through um uh through another website and I did uh two uh an introductory and a sort of intermediate course as well um which was really uh really powerful in helping to get the um, the positioning of the hands yep. correctly. Yeah, even that, like that grammar, that the way that you think different. Yes, 
I completely yeah. understand why you would have Auslan only days because the putting, you know, having to use English in or, or you know, Auslan and English word order can be really tricky. So, um, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And so we end up, yeah, subjective and objective kind of um, uh, modes of thought, which, which for me, uh, being a good deal older than Anya, uh, obviously, <laughs> is, is a little tougher. Um, but I do feel like the fact that Anya has grown up with both. Uh, basically from birth or from about six to nine months old, she's actually really benefited from both um, both modes of communication. Yeah. Sure. And does everyone in your family sign? And, and broader extended family as well? Uh, yeah. So when my when my mum and dad found out, so Anya's um, uh, grandma and grandpa, they immediately took um, Auslan classes. Uh, they were living in Queensland. And uh, they took Auslan classes as well, and uh, through through technology as well. So through video video calls on yep. on the phone, we're actually able to sign to each other as well. And so Anya's never really felt left out of of the conversation. That's um, so important. That's fantastic. Yeah, and yeah, my 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 mum and dad love to sign to her as well, and they love to share with her new signs that they've learned as well and yeah it's really it's really great oh that is and because Auslan is just like English we do continue to broaden the vocabulary and add to it with, as technology and new concepts and those sorts of things so it's great that that she's got that acceptance in her Absolutely. world that, that's brilliant yeah. do you think that you're provided with unbiased and helpful information to support the choice that you made as a family yeah yeah I it weirdly it, it almost felt too unbiased um, <laughs> so yeah it was it was something very uh it's I think it's a decision that's that's really personal to every family that that sort of encounters this um I was fortunate enough I think because I, I'd already made the decision when I when I got the confirmation um but yeah the information that I provide the information that I got was very, was definitely very unbiased. Um, I, I definitely uh, made sure that I didn't actually jump onto any uh, Facebook groups or um, sort of pro or anti sites initially, um, probably about for three to six months because it was a very, because I knew that uh, with everything in the world there's there's always one side and the other side and and having the facts first about what's happening with your child and, and how do you how I felt about it as well was really important to me um, but then it was good to good to see those groups and see the support groups as well um, and see the other the other side of, of things um, I, I feel like the decision not only to use Auslan but also to um, provide implants for Anya, which again, uh, she was fortunate enough to qualify for. Um, yeah, I felt that it was a very unbiased process. Um, mm, you've really given her both communities to, to engage with. It was, it was the opportunity. So I wanted to be able to um, allow her to make that decision when she's older uh, to say, actually, I'm going to, I want to uh, fully fully be immersed in in Auslan and and the, the deaf community or I want to have the opportunity to be able to hear for a 
you know, here for an oncoming bus or, a, you know, a, someone shouting out to her or whatever she wanted to do. So she's, she'll have that opportunity and we don't enforce necessarily one way or the other mm-hmm. um, at home. We, we will sign and speak at the same time, um, which is, I think, really important for her now. But if, if she makes a decision and says, you know, hey, dad, I just want to use Auslan from now on, I'll be totally fine with that. And yeah, it, was, it really was. It was a good opportunity to, to give her both modes of communication. Absolutely. No, it's, it's, she's lucky to have that, that opportunity to really move in the communities, you know, as she wants. It's that true bilingual, bicultural background that's really unique. Have you found that there's been a community at Next Sense in, with her education? Is she building a, a, a peer community at school? Abs- yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I think it's, I think it's one thing, uh, you know, for for parents to wonder if they, their kids are, are are doing well at school and, and making friends. But um, it's a, it's almost even more so for for uh, when you do have a deaf child. I think uh, because if you haven't grown up with it yourself, you don't understand how that translates. You know, when when I think about when I was young, what what were the things that I was doing and playing with friends and things like that, does that still translate? It was an unknown. It was really just an unknown for me. And um, yeah, I, uh, all reports are that uh, Anya's doing really well. She's got she's got friends that are both implanted and, and deaf, uh, which is awesome, but she also has fully hearing friends as well. Uh, yeah. So she's, yeah, yeah. So Next Sense has provided, um, has provided that, that atmosphere and community for her to to thrive in which has been awesome mm, um, that's, yeah. if, if we didn't have that it would uh it would have been i think it would have been very tough for us as well yeah, yeah. oh no that's good to hear and this is your chance to give advice to other families if you imagine if you take yourself back to first diagnosis and and mm. how all those feelings and all of the, the perspectives and the options that you have what advice would you give to those families yeah, I think uh, I think the advice is, uh, and it sounds it sounds a little cliched, but um, the the advice is just to definitely just enjoy your child and enjoy your baby, um, and the decisions the decision about whether to use Auslan or or whether to go for implants or whatever it might be, um, they they will happen eventually. Um, you don't. It, it feels like you have to rush the decision, but you really don't have to. And uh, I, I would say that actually for any kid uh, or any baby that's just been born, actually using Auslan with them is is actually a great way to start um, interacting with your kids anyway. So for, for a little baby Lachlan, um, we've already started signing with him now uh, to, to get him on that journey. And it's going to be awesome that he's going to be bilingual as well and be able to talk to one yeah and so yeah I mean my my advice would be just start learning if you make the decision to use Auslan just start learning some basic signs um it doesn't hurt uh and it's it's really it's a really interesting um language to start learning as well yeah so just enjoy your enjoy your child and uh start doing a little bit of Auslan research. 
Absolutely. Good advice. Thank you so much for your time today, Adam. I think it's been really interesting to hear about your journey and, and how as a family you've created this amazing community and culture around Anya. She's very lucky. Did you have anything else that you wanted to share with us today at all for, for families listening? Uh, no, but just just thank you for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. Um, I, you know, I, I think um, families just make sure you you, you embrace your, your your children and um uh, and enjoy everything everything about them and this is not uh you know this isn't the this isn't something bad it's it's actually a really great opportunity um, and uh, you'll enjoy every every part of it absolutely find the joy in the little person and everything else will come absolutely thank you so much for your time adam this has been a really lovely chat i appreciate it thank you